If you have been following me at all, you already know that I have lived off the grid for many years. In fact, as of August 2023, I will have owned my homestead property for 27 years. I greatly enjoy the lifestyle that I have and would not have it any other way. It is one of the few things that has been a major driving force in shaping my adult life. And oftentimes I wonder why more people do not choose to live the way that I do. Perhaps it is the fear of the unknown because it is such a different lifestyle. But if you are at all curious, in this episode, I'm going to give you 10 ways to test drive the off-grid life before you commit. So stay tuned for episode 128. Welcome to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. Your host has lived an off-grid, sustainable lifestyle for over 20 years. His homestead is run on solar energy. He has an earth shelter greenhouse and produces much of his own food. And all of this takes place in the middle of the forest in Colorado. Now, let's join Patrick, the man that not only teaches the skills of sustainable living, but lives that life every day. Welcome back, everyone, to the Adventures in Sustainable Living podcast. This is your host, Patrick, and this is episode 128, which is called 10 Ways to Test Drive the Off-Grid Life Before You Commit. In some of my previous episodes, I have discussed the true cost of sustainable living, the common myths of sustainability, our loss of energy security, changing our very instincts, going solar, how to manage many of your own resources, as well as many other topics. And in many ways, I have covered the topics that build the very foundation for living off the grid. But I am now going to take that one step further. In this episode, I want to give you 10 different ways to test drive this lifestyle before you actually commit. And in the end, I am going to let you in on one of the most important lessons I have learned over my time of living off the grid. So I will be the first to admit that I have indeed learned many things during my time of living off the grid, and many of those lessons were learned the hard way because I had no choice. But that was simply the result of how I went about acquiring my property and building the cabin. For the first five years of my property, uh, of my life on my property, I lived the true definition of a hard life. So what I did and how I went about things is not something I would generally recommend. But it all came about due to a series of choices I had to make because when I found the property that I eventually bought, I was only one year out of school, but I took one look at the land and I instantly knew it was exactly what I had always wanted. But in order to purchase the place, I had to take a significant financial risk. And at the time I purchased it, it was raw land, so there was nothing on it. And my initial payment was very high and there was simply no way I could afford to pay rent and make the mortgage payment. 
So in order to make things work, I had to find a way to live on the property. And initially I lived in a small backpacking tent and over the period of a month, I built a 200 square foot wall tent that was insulated and had a wood stove. And this was sufficient shelter to get me through until I was able to move into the cabin. So immediately after the purchase of the property, I started construction on the log cabin and it took me about five months of logging and construction work before the cabin was suitable for me to move in. I moved in on February 1st and I was all too happy to make that move because living in a tent at 10,000 feet in Colorado was not exactly an easy thing to do. And over time, of course, I made many improvements. And at this point, I would have to say that I truly lack for nothing. I live very comfortably and I'm more than satisfied with how I live. But I also think that there are a lot of other people that would perhaps like to live a bit more outside of mainstream, but they are afraid to take that first step. So just like anything else, many people think about and talk about the off-grid life and being self-sufficient, but never actually do anything about it. And perhaps this is related to fearfulness or lack of knowledge, and most likely it is also related to not really knowing where to start, and potentially the uncertainty of whether or not it is the right decision. So growing up with two working farms in my family certainly taught me a lot about self-sufficiency and it truly was not something that we talked about because it was just simply how we lived. But despite the experiences in my childhood, nothing really prepared me for living completely off the grid. I simply committed to the idea and just did it without any sort of forethought and planning and this is more than what most people would do and probably more than what most people should do. So if you are uncertain about this kind of lifestyle, then you should appreciate this discussion about ways to test drive the off-grid life before you actually commit. So living off the grid and being self-sufficient is certainly a deviation from mainstream. And you know, there was a time in history when off-grid life was actually the norm, but that is no longer the case in our fast-paced, technologically advanced and modern culture. And in fact, globally, nearly 50% of people now live in urban areas and in the United States, that is as much as 80%. However, it now seems that in our culture, there is a huge trend an increased desire for a simpler way of life and more and more people I think seek out the slower pace and a closer connection with nature. And a lot of people also desire a life with less interference and a bit more control over their basic necessities. And these are all things that can be rediscovered in the off-grid life. So that being said, how do you actually get in touch with these things? How do you test drive the off-grid life before you commit? 
Well, there is no better way, actually, to gain new knowledge and skill than real-life experience. And I actually have 10 suggestions for how you can get a taste of the off-grid life before actually committing to it full-time. And the first thing I would like to suggest is renting an off-grid cabin. Because privately owned cabins can be located in rental and vacation listings, and the majority of people with off-grid cabins don't really use them full-time. And they are often willing to rent their property when they are not around, and the amenities might be basic, but rent is usually very inexpensive. And one other thing I can suggest is to contact the regional office of your local forest service. Because each regional office maintains a list of cabins that are for rent, and sometimes these are very rustic, single room, isolated cabins that were perhaps built during the mining days. But these are great historical remnants of a time when everyone had the off-grid life. But they can also be fairly nice modern cabins and this could be an easy inexpensive way to spend a couple of weeks out in the forest and try out your potential new lifestyle my next suggestion is to contact local real estate agents because depending on the location rural properties can often sit vacant for long periods of time before they sell and owners may jump at the opportunity to make a little cash while the place sits on the market. And I've actually had sort of mixed success with doing this, but also have come across some awesome opportunities. Now, another potential opportunity is contacting a dude ranch. Because these ranches attract a quite a wide variety of clientele, and this includes your basic city person, so to speak, that knows nothing about the outdoors and would never consider the off-grid life. So consequently, this option may not provide you with the best off-grid experience depending on what you're looking for, but usually ranch operations will build small groups of cabins relatively close together, and it's probably still worth investigating to see what you can find, but also consider going in the off-season when there are a lot fewer people. Another option that may be more convenient and versatile is to rent a small RV and take a road trip. This could be a very easy way to try this off-grid life and do it in style because RVs may be small but depending on what you rent they can be a compact house on wheels with modern amenities. And if you want peace and quiet only stay in undeveloped areas or perhaps set up camp and stay in a central location. And I've actually had some really good luck finding nice quiet campgrounds in the off season when hardly anyone else is around. And I've even parked my travel trailer for weeks in the same place. And I personally think that having uh, the use of a travel trailer or some other sort of RV is a fantastic way because you can have a closed-in space protected from the weather, have some basic uh, modern amenities, and try the off-grid life without really 
putting a lot of work into it or a lot of inconvenience. So suggestion number six, take a long vacation and spend a couple of weeks in the woods. And this is actually the time to choose your own adventure, so to speak, and make it what you want. So you can rough it or live in style. And if you're willing to purchase a little bit of equipment, then acquire an outfitter's tent for a few hundred dollars. And these provide enough room for several people, a small wood stove, and a decent amount of headroom. And they are a bit more difficult to set up, but they are a great option for a base camp. So just be aware that the Forest Service, at least in the United States, places a limit on the number of days that you can stay in one location. And you know, just recently, despite the fact that I do have a travel trailer, I purchased a high-quality, four-person, three-season cabin-style tent for $375 U.S. And this tent is tall enough to stand up in and has a nice entryway for storing gear. And this is a perfect lightweight travel tent for quick trips and for camping when my travel trailer is snowbound below the cabin for the winter. So my point being is that if you shop carefully, you can come across some really awesome deals. Suggestion number seven. Experience the off-grid life on someone's land. Because off-grid undeveloped property is really truly not difficult to find. And these properties are often vacant for a long period of time because they're difficult to sell. And access may also be limited because it is considered a recreational property. So contact local real estate agents and see if someone is willing to rent their property. And more and more often, I find people willing to lease their land to someone who just wants to go off grid and have some sort of a peaceful, high quality experience. And sometimes owners will even accept a nightly camping fee. And believe it or not, there is actually a good market for this because more people are looking for a unique outdoor experience in a nice private location. And actually there's a small portion of the homestead property that we occasionally allow people to camp on and people are more than happy to have a nice, quiet, peaceful place to go. And I've actually found a lot of property here recently and more so in Southern Colorado that's vacant land that's on the market for sale. So with a little digging and a little patience, you could probably find a nice, quiet place to go and experience the off-grid life in a peaceful, tranquil place. So tip number eight, get involved with local organizations that focus on sustainable living. Because oftentimes these people that are involved in these organizations are more than willing to offer advice and to share their experiences. And this is a great way to get solid advice from people with hands-on experience with rural sustainable living. Suggestion or tip number nine, introduce yourself to a farm or ranch owner. Because these folks are starting to realize 
that there's actually a lot of people that want to get back in touch with the rural life. There are numerous opportunities that you can find to work with these folks and get your hands dirty as an introduction to their lifestyle. And some of these places are actually highly organized and do this on a regular basis. But just be aware they might actually charge you a small fee for you to come there and work for free. So this not only gives you a good introduction to a more rural life, but also helps them to helps them to accomplish some of their projects. And finally, tip number 10, think about experiencing the off-grid life abroad. Because there are actually a number of house-sitting websites that post opportunities all over the world. And I have found some very, very interesting opportunities with just a little bit of looking. And one of the most interesting jobs I found was watching after a house, two cats, and a pig on a small private island that was completely off the grid. And trust me when I say that it is not difficult to find these unique off-grid opportunities. And I think these folks have trouble finding people that are willing to uh, take advantage of the opportunity simply because it is off the grid and there's minimal amenities. But those opportunities are there and can be exciting and different and fun. So if you watch and wait, you can find properties where the owners want to get away from their off-grid life for even several months. And most of the ones I've come across have all the basic amenities, plus or minus internet, and this type of an opportunity would be a great way to experience the off-grid lifestyle and not have too much to worry about. Now, I am sure that there are numerous other suggestions for how to experience the off-grid life, but at least what I've given you here is a good place to start. And I will have to say that living off the grid may be a more challenging lifestyle, but it is also much more sustainable and it is a whole lot less expensive. And the average person these days just simply wants to shop for a property online and then pick something out to purchase through a 30-year mortgage. And most of these people never question the process because it is so commonplace in our culture. However, if you take a close look at the structure of the 30-year mortgage, you will quickly find that it is truly not your best friend. For example, if you were to purchase a property for $100,000 US dollars over 30 years, you are actually going to pay $300,000 for that property. So not only that, but the way the interest is structured on a mortgage it makes no difference if you're paying down on the principal because regardless of what you do, you're going to pay the same amount of interest. And this is how the bank is guaranteed to make their money. And meanwhile, you are out of pocket three times what you actually paid for the property. And what I did when I purchased my homestead property is I mortgaged only the land. And all of the improvements were paid for a little at a time and paid for in cash. And I managed to pay off the land in 14 years. And this is simply the result 
of starting out small and making improvements a little bit at a time. The end result is that not only did I save a tremendous amount of money, but I also was able to get completely out of debt. Now, I will be, truly will be the first to admit that the off-grid life is a bit more challenging and it has its pros and cons just like anything else. However, with just a little forethought and planning, you can have truly have a nice comfortable place to live. You can be completely out of debt and have a whole lot more personal freedom and a whole lot more free time to pursue the things that you enjoy. So after listening to this episode, I truly hope that you are anxious to try the off-grid lifestyle now that you have some great options. And this is a great, great way to choose your own adventure and have some fun. Now at this point, as promised, I am going to share with you the most important lesson I have learned with living off the grid. Over the time that I have had the podcast and the blog, I've been contacted by numerous people with questions about living off the grid. And some of these folks live in RVs, some of them live in tents, some in very small cabins. But most of these folks seemed to me that they were living a pretty rough lifestyle, much the same as I did when I first purchased my property. So there's one thing that I say to everyone. The reason that I have lived off the grid for as long as I have, and I still love the lifestyle, and will likely never give it up, is that I have always strived to produce a high quality lifestyle. So it does not matter if you live on an island paradise or on top of a mountain, if you're always living hard, if you're always struggling, you're not going to be happy and you're not going to stay with it. And you know, it is okay to struggle and work hard. And in fact, my lifestyle will always require a certain amount of physical labor. But this always keeps me outside and keeps me fit. But at the end of the day, unless you strive to produce some measure of ease and comfort, you are simply not going to be happy. But you know, the same could actually be said for life in the city. You may have this huge, really nice house, but if you are financially up to your neck in debt and you're living only to work, how can you possibly be happy? So no matter what you do or how you choose to live, always strive to produce a high quality of life that is in line with what you value. And that is the most important lesson that I have learned living off the grid. And that is the reason that I keep doing it. So give it a try. Keep life simple. Be debt free. And focus on the things that bring value into your life. Well, folks, I truly hope you have enjoyed this episode. And I hope it has encouraged you to give the off-grid life a chance. It certainly makes me happy and it is the very foundation of my sustainable lifestyle. So I want to close this episode with a quote from a man named H. Jackson Brown Jr. 
who is a well-known author. And Mr. Brown said, 20 years from now, you will be more disappointed by the things that you didn't do than by the ones that you did. So throw off the bow line, sail away from the safe harbor, catch the trade winds in your sails, explore, dream, discover. And that said, I would have to say from personal experience that living the best life requires taking a chance. So take a chance, go off grid, and live sustainably. This is your host, Patrick, signing off. Be sure to join me again next week for another episode. And until then, always remember to live sustainably because this is how we build a better future.